You're listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green. Okay, everyone, thank you for joining us yet for another episode. Um, and by the way, I would just like to say to some people, to everyone, if you like, if a certain show resonates with you and you want to share it, please share it because that helps other people find us and that helps increase our listenership and um, it helps us better serve the, the world, the community at large. And that's what I'm here. That's what we're here to do anyway. Now, today's episode um, is pre-recorded. Um, I pre-recorded the lecture or the, um, the show, and I just wanted to give sort of a heads up. It's from the Wiccans Minister Manual. I'm not Wiccan, but some of our listeners are, and I think it's good since I am, I, you know, I, our show is magic. It's all good magic mysticism and earth medicine earth medicine so all of that is included it's an umbrella that includes a lot of different pagan wiccan mystical metaphysical i was going to say the word genres but i don't think that's the right word but traditions or what paths different ways of life and i think that just because i am not Wiccan doesn't mean that I don't, that I don't believe, I believe that I don't believe in some of, in, of the things that they believe in it. In fact, I do. There's many that, that's why I'm eclectic, an, an eclectic mystic. I like the word mystic because that sort of, and I've said this before on the show, that's, that sort of is, describes like everything that I am. Uh, medium, psychic, spiritual leader, teacher, minister, um, pagan, all of those things. So, you know, medicine, woman, healer, all those things. So instead of giving myself all those titles, I just say, look, mystic, that's what it is. Okay. And, um, and that's, that's good. So I just wanted to give you a heads up while you're listening to this. And right now you, <laughs> you may hear, um, I have a, uh, a D-bot going, cleaning the floor because my house is a disaster. It's been crazy week and I've been busy with the kids, busy with the garden, running around. Uh, my husband's been doing stuff. Uh, so he's not, he hasn't been here which is common this kind of time of year anyway. He usually disappears and I become a single parent because he, he's a musician as well uh, as what his, his, his everyday reality job is. And they travel a lot and I get, and I'm, I get very tired because I'm doing gardening and the children and all of that stuff. So just want to throw that out there. So you may hear my vacuum. It's a, it's a, it's called a D-bot. Her name is Ariel, but it's a, uh, 
what do you call it? It's sort of a knock knockout ver knockout version. Is that how they say it? Not, I don't know, bootleg version. I think it works very well of uh, Roomba. So because Roombas are expensive and this is more reasonable. <laughs> so with all of that information, some of it was TMI, I am going to begin the show. So remember, share, like us, write something good about us on, on Spotify, on Apple, anywhere you find us. That helps us reach more people and help more people. If you have questions for a show or you want to take part in our ser the services, please do so. Again, on with the show. But first, a commercial. Mystic Queen Mother offers various spiritual services virtually. Now you can be anywhere in the world and receive intuitive readings, divination and consultation sessions, and even remote video intuitive readings via email. Your sessions will always include spiritual guidance and messages from your ancestors and spiritual team. My prices are reasonable and affordable. You can even book and pay safely and securely right online. Once you book, you'll get a link via email for your session. Visit magicandmedicine.com and click the services tab in the menu to learn more. That's magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com. Oh, and don't forget, that's magic with the K. Magic and medicine.com. Most modern Wiccans have learned the craft by a combination of trial and error and studying as much as many public published works as they can afford. There are pros and cons to this technique. Depending upon the material available, oftentimes the book learned witch is deprived of the same philosophy and guidance regarding witchcraft as a religious way of life than that those lucky enough to be raised in craft families or those who have had the opportunity to study with an established traditional source may take for granted. This disadvantage seems to be even more pronounced for the solitary witch. For without the support of and feedback from one's peers, the solitary often finds nothing to fall back upon but the philosophies of other religious traditions. This is unfortunate, although until very recently, information on witchcraft philosophy has not been in demand, taking a back seat to how-to books and spell books. Thankfully, this is changing. Nearly every reader should by now be well-versed in one form or other of the Wiccan read. All are likely to have at least have heard the excerpt of the read and it harm none, do what thou wilt. 
That in itself is a simple phrase that conveys a great deal more than many people are capable of grasping. It is also a very difficult tenet to live up to at times without the supporting life philosophy that is taught as part of the craft as a true religious and spiritual path. It's important to know oneself. This step is where a person begins to learn the religious philosophy of the craft. And it is the beginning point of most of the older traditional craft denominations. When one begins to know oneself, one begins to learn humility. Humility is not the antithesis of pride. It is the antithesis of vanity. Antithesis of vanity, excuse me. The craft teaches us to love ourselves, but vanity is the love of self to the point of self-worship, which in turn inflates the ego. In most magical schools, the destruction of the ego is something the student is encouraged to strive for. It is not the destruction of the true self, however, but of the false persona that we tend to hide behind. When the false self is removed, we can then begin to fully understand our true selves. The study of oneself is something to be taken seriously and undertaken diligently. Each witch should strive to completely understand him or herself and put this task ahead of all others. Many may look upon this as being very selfish, but it is not. Rather, self-examination and self-understanding lead to selflessness, not selfishness. This is, was this is what is meant by the destruction of the ego, through which one will come to know and to understand the self. This, in turn, opens the individual up to a new awareness, which is reached after scrupulous self-analysis. One begins to understand the process of reincarnation and spiritual growth more fully and thereby rises to a higher state of spiritual consciousness. This new state of awareness allows the person to become non-judgmental of others, especially those who may be thought of as falling into evil ways. We begin to understand that the evil person is actually at a lower state of spiritual evolution. And this may be that person's first human incarnation. The individual brings into this life the knowledge and experiences, albeit unconsciously, of one's previous incarnations. So it follows that the person who may be considered as evil may have brought into this life a great many of, of the animal memories and experiences of the subhuman previous existences. When you understand yourself, you also come to realize that you are not better or more virtuous than anyone else. 
It is simply that you have had the opportunity to evolve and to profit from the combined knowledge of several incarnations. Furthermore, you can also understand that the evil one may have been you at some remote time in the past. When you arrive at this point, the witchcraft tenet of perfect love begins to manifest in your heart and you begin to recognize and understand many other craft philosophies. Your self-understanding leads to selflessness as you begin to place the needs of others above your own. And you begin to understand that the needs of the majority far outweigh the needs of a single individual. So you begin to give of yourself unselfishly and with love, never expecting anything in return, nor making judgments of other people. By doing so, you will discover that what you give is returned threefold, as mentioned in the Wiccan read. It is very difficult to understand why some people do terrible things to other people. There was once a student who worked for a liquor store chain. And one night, he was sent by his supervisor to a different store than where he normally worked to fill in for a sick employee while his coworker was left at the regular store. That same night, his coworker, a man with a loving wife and two little children, was robbed and murdered. The student was riddled with guilt over this as well as grief at the loss of a coworker and close friend. Another situation that has happened, which many people find senseless, was when those passenger jets hit the World Trade Center and Pentagon. The focus of the news media was of course on the death toll and tragedy of the whole situation. Yes, it was horrible. But what was overlooked was that many more people would have been killed if they had arrived at work on time instead of getting caught in traffic jams, hadn't felt suddenly ill that day, hadn't decided to cancel their travel plans instead of boarding the jets, or hadn't been called out of the construction zone at the Pentagon that day. The truth is that many were spared. The death toll was several thousand less than what was expected or would have been if something had not intervened in an otherwise seemingly normal morning. When this is examined in detail, along with the Wiccan philosophy of reincarnation, one can begin to account for many of the things people as a whole cannot seem to understand. There is a reason for everything that happens. Although we may not understand or wish to accept the reasons why tragic occurrences happen, we can come to understand that they seem to fall into some sort of divine plan. When we arrive at this point, we learn to become more tolerant of the behavior of others. We can begin to learn to endure with patience those whose opinions and philosophies are different from our own. 
You may even find yourself having to listen to someone speaking offensively about you. While you marvel how he or she can speak so authoritatively or articulately, articulately, yet understand so little. This is because we are able to understand that those who are offensive to others have neither found harmony within themselves nor within their environments. They are out of balance and their negative actions and words may be a necessary part of the fulfillment of their karmic path in this life. For to speak offensively of others often leads to physical danger and sometimes even the experience of physical suffering inflicted upon the offensive, offensive person by others. That in itself carries a very hard lesson for the individual. So we as high priestesses and high priests of the craft need to learn to be patient and indulgent of others with whom we may disagree rather than condemning or arguing with those who may think differently. After all, it is through the practice of witchcraft that we now have other means at our disposal to, remedies, to remedy someone's offensiveness rather than resorting to physical violence or lowering ourselves to engage in a heated debate over who is right or wrong about whatever arguments we find. Indeed, with our superior knowledge and skills, we can afford to be very tolerant of or even smile at offensive and obnoxious people as long as we are able to retain our inner balance. The witch priestess or priest must seek to be in balance with her, herself or himself in order that we as spiritual leaders may ultimately achieve harmony with the world around us. That is not always an easy task, but by constant practice, this not only becomes a possibility, it becomes easier as a manifest reality. We will also eventually discover that we are like the alchemist and that we begin to transmute negative situations into positive outcomes. Plus, a sense of inner tranquility and peace settles over our spirit and everything and everyone seems to be a beautiful part of divinity, albeit on different levels of spiritual evolution. When we have achieved an inner balance and serenity, we know that we do not have to take the things people say about us, good or bad, personally. We understand that often when people look at us and say negative things, what they are actually doing is seeing a reflection of a part of their inner selves they do not like, reflected from our aura. They cannot find it within themselves to face this part of their souls, so they project it onto us, perhaps out of jealousy or ignorance or even fear. When confronted with that vision of the hated part of their inner self, the poison they carry around with them in their very souls comes to the surface. As long as we do not take what they may say or do personally, we are able to shield ourselves from their venom and remain in balance.
They, however, may end up poisoning themselves with their own hatred and dislike. Conversely, when someone heaps praise upon praise upon us, they tend to elevate us in their minds to a status similar to that of sainthood. If we take their praises personally, we will feed into that image. Our false egos will be fed. And if we fail to live up to their expectations, we are condemned by them beyond all measure. As witches, we believe in always doing our best and always striving to be better individuals than we currently are. We know when we have done a good, great, or mediocre job. But as long as we know that we have always done the best we can under the circumstances, then to us, this will be good enough at the time. At the same time, we also realize that we may do better the next time we decide to try that particular task again. By not taking things personally, the disillusionments and disappointments we may experience from those close to us can be experienced without feelings of deep hurt or the urge to strike back and get even. Achieving inner harmony is very easy for some individuals who discover how to do so early in life. For most people of any faith though, it is difficult and it is a difficult and a long, and long road full of trials and errors, pain and joy. However, no matter how difficult it may be, as long as we have faith that we will finally achieve complete harmony within and without, we constantly strive for the work towards that goal. We will eventually attain our desire. And that holds true every time we, as magical people, may choose to exercise our wills to bring our desires into manifestation. We of the Wiccan faith are a pretty independent bunch as a whole. Even so, we sometimes allow others to influence our decisions. However, if you allow others to make your choices and decisions for you, or if you allow others to push their beliefs and opinions off onto you, then you will never be able to achieve a harmonious balance within yourself, your environment, or the universe. Yes, people will always present difficulties and challenges to us, even more so if you choose to fulfill the role of a minister or a high priest or priestess because you are seen to be a spiritual leader of your religious tradition. But by taking time out for meditation and thinking things through, and by clearly and candidly assessing the situations with which you are confronted, the solutions to the problems will come to you. The very foundations of witchcraft are based upon perfect love and perfect trust. Perfect love is unconditional love without jealousy, demands, conditions, or expectations. Our pets, as a prime example, love us unconditionally. It does not matter how, may, how we may have wronged them, punish them, become angry with them, accidentally stepped on them, ignored them, or forgotten to feed them before we left for the day. They love us unconditionally nonetheless, 
if only people could have evolved to achieve that ability. But where there is love, there should also be trust. For if trust is absent, then there can never be love that is truly meaningful. If there is a flaw in trust, then the whole concept of love is undermined. Witchcraft, with its doctrine of reincarnation, understands that mankind will probably never establish a utopian society where all men and women love each other and love all life upon the earth in peace, in peaceful coexistence. This is because we know that a process of spiritual development is necessary for the spiritual evolution of all beings. We know that there will probably always be people who cannot let go of their greed and pettiness. We know that there will always be people around who generate hate and intolerance and violence. And we understand that this is all a part of their individual process of spiritual growth and development. We also know that there will always be people with whom we may find taxing and spiritually challenging. So we understand that we need to seek ways in which we may discover how to trust without trusting blindly. Your dog may love you unconditionally, but you cannot leave a choice piece of chicken on your plate sitting on the coffee table while you spend an hour in the bathroom and not expect your beloved companion to eat it. Nay, you trust that he or she will decide that you have abandoned your food and it is his or her duty to clean up after you. Your pet did not think it was stealing from you or wronging you in any way. It just thought you didn't want that morsel. And as it looked and smelled so delicious, the temptation could not be overridden. The same thing applies to people. If someone is in desperate need of money and they see you drop a $20 bill, that person will most likely keep it. He or she may even justify to themselves that it was provided by divine providence. It is the rare individual that would chase you down to return it. So when you feel that someone has wronged you, perhaps what you should do before allowing yourself to become angry and accusatory of that person is to look within yourself. Setting all feelings aside and just looking at the whole situation from beginning to end See if you yourself may have allowed that wrong to happen. Many times we ourselves will be at least partially to blame, especially in this high stress society. It is easy to become so focused on dealing with what may be seen as immediate needs that we overlook something, forget to do something, or even take another person for granted. So you can really blame a friend and accuse that friend of being untrustworthy when you yourself have failed to fulfill that mutual trust yourself. There are many instances where trust gets distorted. 
and any blame of that trust being violated actually lies with us rather than the person we may view as the culprit. Absolute trust or perfect trust only comes after many Herculean feats of trial and error. Expect to fall on your face and get your fingers burned once in a while. And when you do, look within and examine the entire situation from all angles, not just from your own single and limited point of view. Get other people's perspectives about the situation too, if you can. Try to see things from the other person's perspective. Trust should not be blind. So seek to candidly examine all the facts and conditions rather than jumping to conclusions. Most often you will find that the whole thing was just a misunderstanding or that the fault, either entire or partial, will lie within you. Trust can be just as great in attainment as love, but it can actually be more realistic and more easily attainable. Goal and more easily attainable goal because sometimes love is indeed blind. One other tenet of the philosophy of witchcraft is that we never stop learning. Wiccan elders who claim that they have been studying and practicing all their lives or for a great part of that time and that they have learned everything there is to learn. In every aspect of teaching, what we have learned, we can realize that more learning on, part, on our part is necessary. However, what we do learn is worthless unless we can apply it practically, practically to our everyday lives. Ever meet witches and other occultists who can quote accurately and extensively from several texts and other sources while they have spent little practical time in applying that knowledge to their own lives. In witchcraft, there is a philosophy that it is necessary to apply acquired knowledge to the sphere of our individual lives because everything we learn is relative to our own level of spiritual evolution. We as teachers also understand that not everyone is able to learn and absorb the knowledge we have to pass on to them at the same rate, nor are they always able to practically apply that knowledge at the same time. This is why personal teaching in witchcraft works much better than any other method, provided the student can find a good teacher. A good teacher will know that some students will excel, while others who may be equally intelligent and spiritually evolved may have to struggle through the lessons. A good teacher will also recognize that some students will be especially gifted in certain areas and those students should be encouraged to focus upon those areas. With many of today's self-taught Wiccans, there is the tendency, at least initially, to gorge oneself on the entire smorgasbord that is available, often mixing magical practices that do not fit well. The result is usually a form of psychic indigestion, if not complete burnout. What the novice fails to understand is that it is not enough just to gain mental knowledge or 
physical experiences. The spirit must learn and grow and adapt. And this process of spiritual learning and growth very often comes through the process of suffering, difficulties, and painful experiences. With spiritual growth, we come to understand this as a natural part of life. Nature abhors stagnation and state stagnation. So when we get overly complacent, the powers that be will toss the proverbial monkey wrench into our plans and everything comes crashing down around our ears. As spiritual teachers, we know that not everyone can completely live up to the Wiccan life philosophy. However, this philosophy is there as a set of standards to strive for and to better ourselves. Sometimes the tenets of witchcraft serve as mile markers along our karmic paths, but they are always there for us to stop and read and ponder while striving to achieve a harmonious balance through them. The closer we get to achieving to live our lives in accord with the philosophy of witchcraft, the happier we become as individuals and the more we will be able to aid the development and advancement of spirit. So this reading uh, comes from the Wiccan Minister's Manual, A Guide for Priests and Priestesses by Kevin Gardner. I like the book. I, I like some of the, the teachings in the, the sermons in the book, but I don't totally agree with all of them. I myself am not Wiccan. I'm a mystic, um, which means I, I'm, I'm a solitary eclectic. Um, I, I was ordained as a spiritualist independent spiritualist minister and a metaphysical minister so some of the some of the so there are that you can cross and 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 include different things and be self-taught because what before all of this age of school and internet and everything like that our ancestors learned by going to communicate with spirit by live by being out in the wild um forest and, and going for walks and things like that. And that's how, um, and some people, and that's how knowledge is departed, is um, deposited to some, uh, to some, I can't speak today. That is how knowledge is bestowed upon some people. I still find that I can, I get a lot of knowledge from, from nature, from the spirit world. I can feel them. I can hear them. I can communicate and I see nothing wrong with that. Not saying that this Wiccan way is um, wrong. It's just, I don't know, you don't have to take it 100%, right? You do what's right for you and what feels right for you. And um, if this resonates with you, great. If some of it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't resonate with you, great. So again, thank you for listening. And again, I'm available for, if you check my web, if you check the website, magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com and you go to services, you, there is um, spiritual guidance where there is a, a service for spiritual guidance where you can, we can talk about your spiritual path and uh, we, I can communicate with you via, I could channel and communicate with you in regards to what you should be doing and et cetera in regards to your spiritual, um, your ancestry and your, your spiritual team. So 
thank you for listening. May you continue if, to walk with love and peace. Ashe. Thank you for listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out at magic-and-medicine.com. And that's magic with a K. Thanks for listening.